1: Thank <laughs> you. 3CR 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people and we pay respects to elders past, present and emerging and hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people um, tuning in to the show via any means and acknowledge that all the lands on this large island and those around were stolen and never ceded, and acknowledge that a lot of the language used on this show is of a Western Anglo-Saxon nature, and we have, of course, have had people on some of the lands who identify as sister girls and brother, boy, brother boys, others of similar, of gender identity and gender expression that is way beyond the binary, and there's been all sorts of lands around the world that, has had, have of course, have had that since time began. Out of the Pan is a show covering pan-sexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex, gender or genre. We opened up today with the Bushwhackers and a live version of Ned Kelly's tunes from The Winners, um compilation from way, way back in 1997, and that track is still a winner. And if that woke you up on a Sunday morning, or it could be for some a sort of public holiday, or maybe you were up earlier and now have gone back to bed after attending a pre-dawn service, which I'm going to talk about, um, then... Uh, well, you're awake again. Hit the coffee. I've got mine on hand. The only way to do a radio show where opinions uh, on the program are my own and not necessarily those of organisations with which I am or have been associated. If you want to get in touch to discuss those opinions, there are ways to do it. Out of the pan eight five five at gmail dot com. You can SMS six one four five six seven five one two one five. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. And you can look for posts on the on Facebook on my page Sally Goldner AM and out of the pan three CR eight five five AM Melbourne. And um, might be that you know there is the potential for something triggering. We can't ignore issues um, sometimes on this show. So if you are switchboard um, as part of the QLife Network around Australia one eight hundred one eight four five two seven, don't think there will be anything too big on the show today. Well, yes, today is Anzac Day, um, April 25th, where we acknowledge that um, um, there have been um, people um, sort of who fought and lost their lives, suffered great indignity, and um, we do need to acknowledge that. Now, some people will sort of go at me directly for that. Let's get some Let's um, be get something clear As opposed to getting something straight I'm not too good at doing that on this show um, I'm not wanting to glorify war by any means No one wants to do that and I do remember um, an old veteran Filmed a few years ago now Who said that no one wants to have to go to war But they thought sometimes it is needed And you know, look If your country's threatened You might have to do something uh, Which we didn't I wish in a utopian world There were no wars Wars um, the best comment I once heard about war was in a fictional book I from, It was a book by Arthur Haley called In High Places Where um, someone said that war is a little man's quarrel magnified a thousand times o- over Not too far off the mark in a way You know, sort of um, at risk of being a bit twee And i um, quoting Jerry Springer Why can't we all get along? Well, maybe we can But, um, you know, seriously uh, we do need to you know, consider why we can't. But I wanted to focus, because I think this is important, on LGBT people in military settings of any sort, whether at home, whether at overseas. Now, again, totally acknowledging that, of course, it would be awful to be in a war um, if you're sort of some hand-to-hand soldier, and to use the older version of war. Or, heaven forbid, you know, we don't know what's often gone on. Um, You know, has there been times where we have been at the proverbial one second to midnight and someone with some degree of responsibility has known that we're very close to a thermonuclear war or something? Nothing is impossible. And in that sense, um, you know, sort of, wow, um, what a difficult scenario in which to be. And I think that needs to be considered. Um, but... Going more specifically for the communities of which this show is a focus, um, you now what an interesting a terrible scenario if you we all know how hard it is if you can't be out safely as your um, I'll stick to this one with gender um, identity and expression sexual romantic orientation. I don't know if intersex would come into this. It may. It may not. I don't want to speak and you know sort of get it wrong, but we all know that it's not you know if you can be out safely that's much better than tearing yourself apart internally by trying to be someone you're not and I think that you know we've got mountains of much personal stories and research about all of those things now take that further you're in a war zone or you're in some pressure situation what a difficult scenario and I was thinking about that you know this morning and how difficult that would have been And, you know, we hear about the difficult issue of veteran mental health and more. And one wonders, again, if that's, you know, sort of extrapolated further for our Rainbow veterans. And it was unfortunate that I didn't think of these issues until a couple of days ago. I would have had fabulous Noah Risman on the show, who's done lots of work in terms of, I'll say, Rainbow in the Australian Armed Forces, um and also lots of great work on trans history um as well, which I think is so important. Um a great academic, um and um, you know, cisgender ally to the trans community. And but if you are those people, now I would admit that my limited experience of anything quasi military, I did had to do two years of cadets at the school I was at and it was not a happy experience. I mean the entire school really was not a happy experience. But um, lots of reasons not to um, want to do two years of cadets, let me assure you. For example, um, you had to give up a week of your, what was in the old days, the term two holidays. Seriously, all the same, um, for all the talk, the guy, I can still hear this guy who was the guy at our school who was in charge of cadets saying, this is not a mini army, he used to say. Well, it was. You know, people pulled rank. Um, There was no real... Um, selection on merit from either the teachers who ran it or the students. One guy said, "Oh, um, one day someone was asked who wants to be a sergeant." Out of one of these students, put up. Someone just put up their hand as a joke and said, "Well, go down to the store and get some stripes out." Gee, that's how we promote people. Um, good human resources practice. They're not, but there are the horrible things that you know where I saw misuse of power and we'll say toxic masculinity, misuse of power. Um, this is um, you know. A scenario which may sound funny, but on the first cadet camp, when I was in what was then called Form 3, said the oldie, now Year 9, um, someone did not want to use the latrines for whatever reason and went off and did what they had to do in the bush. And the big colonel from base camp came up to inspect our area. Unfortunately, was not someone to stick to the beaten tracks and put his foot in it. And as a result, all of the people were pulled out at 11 o'clock, bed at 11.30 at night, asked to stand in what was about two degrees night, frosty night temperatures, including one guy who was um, you know, told he had to get there now and only had a shirt and jocks on, and thankfully someone gave him a great coat. Um, this is military. It doesn't, when you have that sort of misuse of power in such a toxic masculinity hierarchical way, I admit my judgment of military might be clouded. Now, of course, there are good people everywhere and not so good people and all points in between because we don't believe in binaries. And I'm sure there are good people in the military and there are good LGBT, we'll say rainbow people in military settings as well. And yet someone wonders, is it not so much war or military, but is it misuse where power is not used properly? I remember once talking with a lesbian who was in the armed forces and said, no, you have the right to refuse an unlawful command. Well, lawful and unlawful could be vague, but they were also fair that, you know, if you could stand up to it, maybe that's what got you through. But when I think about some of the things military, you know, yes, it's a difficult, horrible role, but, you know, what do you do? And if you aren't out in the military, then what happens? So thoughts to think about for this particular program on Anzac Day. But um, remembering that responsibility so often lies at the top and when people don't use that responsibility wisely, that's where we could get in trouble. Welcome your thoughts on all those means of communication. Let's run through them once again. Out of the pan eight five five at gmail dot com SMS six one four five six seven five one two one five. Tweet at Salgold said so and that's the bottom line. And I'm um, also um, look for posts on Facebook, my page Sally Goldner and out of the pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. In the meantime, um, proving that we are music of um, diverse genre, we opened up with um, Ned um, Ned Kelly's tunes from the Bushwhackers. Um, let's have one that's interesting. This guy's more noted for his um, sort of comedy, but he did a serious track some years ago, Cole Elliott of all people, and I don't want to be jingoistic or anything, but what have you done for Australia? 3CR 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3CR.org.au, and 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally.
2: I remember how it started in the 60s. I was talking to some friends about the war. When an old man who'd been listening walked up to me I saw the RSL badge that he wore He said, son, the day is coming when you'll have to shoot a gun I know you won't be backward and when you hear the time has come you'll you'll stand up for your country and you'll start marching to that drum the way your father did before. What have you done for Australia? That country you're so proud to call your own. If you hear people talk of and failure, tell them you don't want to know. Well, the years went by, and, and me and me mates, we were sent to Vietnam to keep the hidden peril there at bay. But the locals, they didn't welcome us with, with smiles or open arms, and well, we couldn't understand the things they'd say. We were shot at in the jungles and, and, and blown up in the towns. And the spray from our own choppers turned the bush from green to brown. And many young Australians, they lost their lives on foreign ground, the way their fathers did before. What have you done for Australia? That country you're so proud to call your own. If you hear people talk of bloom and failure... Yeah. Tell them you don't want to know. Well, they flew us into Sydney. It was the middle of the night. (laughs) We marched through empty city streets in that false dawn's early light. And ever since that time, they've done their best to sort of keep us out of sight. It just seemed that no one give a damn about that war. Now I'm living in a rented house my hair, once black is grey. You know, it's hard to keep a wife and kids on a broken soldier's pay. And the only time that it seems worthwhile is, is when we march on Anzac Day, the way our fathers did before. What you're that country you're so proud to call your own If you hear people talk of blue and fire yeah. Tell them You just tell them What have you done for Australia? That country you're so proud to call your own If you hear people talk of bloom and failure Tell them you don't want to know Just tell them you don't want to know
1: and not understanding why people aren't seeing the fact that prisons are an integral part of a public health response to a pandemic. Like you, I'm really concerned about whether the data is being released very honestly about illnesses within prison. I have suspicions it's not, but really we need very strong leadership in this country that actually cares about people inside our most vulnerable populations inside. That's what we need and that's not what we're getting right now.
4: You no, know, there's people, like you said, have been on casual for seven years. But it's supposed to be casual employment, but people want full-time jobs. They don't want to be sitting there casual, not knowing they're going to get any, any days, any leave or what, whatsoever. Especially, you look at all the casuals in the, our industry at the moment are sitting home. You know, people want full-time employment, and they, sh- they should be entitled to That's full-time right. employment. And look at all the people who were used and abused as casuals in the aged care sector and all the problems that are facing people now and all the deaths that are following in the meatworks, a lot of that's casuals, labour hire, you know, you've got blokes travelling around, you know. We want full-time positions and, you know, that's... And people want it. We want to be full-time employed. You want them to have your Christmas holidays. You want to have time with your family. But when you're a casual, you get none of that.
5: You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 am on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio.
1: is indeed us, 3CR um, Radical Radio, on uh, and you're listening to Out of the Pan. 855 at gmail.com um, is the email address to get in touch with us. You'll listening to us via one of four means um, on 855am digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, and 3cr.org.au means you could be listening to the podcast or the repeat, um, or you could be listening live to the repeat of this program, which is 5am Australian Eastern Standard Time On Wednesday morning, check your time zone converter um, for local guides or something like that. Um, Yeah, casualised workforce. The thought struck me listening to that message that, you know, people in the military, um, you know, sort of, um, um, you know, are often offered lots of pay and conditions, and yet people who do just as valuable work elsewhere may get less. Um, You know, we all have a right to some, you know, equivalent degree of job security and to be valued. It well, was interesting, whilst uh we were listening to Cole Elliott, I um did check in on any news for any messages. And there's an interesting article today in The Guardian um called The Anzac Who Stroke Who Spoke to Truth and Power and Called for an End to the War, published at six o'clock this morning, and I honestly did not see this because it's in my midday bulletin, which comes in just as the show starts. Um and about how um private Ted Ryan here this is interesting a mine worker and unionist from Broken Hill who publicly urged Britain to make a negotiated settlement with Germany in World War I. Um, Newton considers the diplomatic opportunities West, Westminster turned its back on Britain did so he argues with compelling evidence to indulge the imperial ambitions a soundly defeated Germany, indulge sorry the imperial ambitions a soundly defeated Germany would give rise to in Palestine, Persia, Mesopotamia, Africa, and the Pacific. End quote. Um, so that's a very interesting thing that you had people trying to stand up from the underdog um, position and get shut down. Um, yeah, um, sound a bit like queers, unionists, environmental and anim- animal advocates, remembering that freedom of species comes up at one o'clock. Um, you know, I'm crushed by people in positions of power. Hmm, people who misuse power. It's a big theme, isn't it? Well, um, sometimes, though, you do get the power. And I had a bit of that this week as part of my um, life being oot in a boot. Um, I don't just go swimming three times a week. And as I did yesterday, I have seagulls swimming in the vacant lane next to me. I do do things. And I've got to say, I did a very nice thing on um, Thursday night. Um, midsummer is underway. Check out um, the Midsummer Guide. You can get a spreadsheet online, said the accounting wonk, um, to help you plan um, I'll be off to see Yana Alana during the week, which has got to be good at any time, mid-summer, mid-to-late mid autumn or otherwise, um, which is, of course, the running joke this year. But, um, yeah, hopefully we'll be back on schedule for January next year. Uh, and the thing I did on Thursday night, I was on a panel of intergenerational trans people. So we had yourself as, as the 55-and-a-half-year-old physical years, uh, Michelle McNamara from... Transgender Victoria declaring my interest as a paid employee of that organisation, although this was us as individuals. Um, as someone who's in her sixties, and um, Myra, who's a I'm um, don't I'm not sure if I have permission to quote Myra's name on air, but as someone who's a youth worker and mentor at Queer Space um, in Carlton, so it was really really interesting. It did strike me that this is something we need more of. I think there are. Genuine, often genuine misunderstandings between people. I mean, one big one, of course, is language. In the what is now called, to a large extent, not totally, and of course, every and this is the whole point. We now call the T trans and gender diverse to ensure that people beyond um, the proverbial binary of either or male or female are represented um there's language issues some people don't like the word transsexual now if some indiv if an individual uses that and you know, that's usually if not totally someone say 40 and above because that's all they had when they came out it's what helped keep them alive you can't say well that label's not right anymore stop using it everyone has a right to their labels and big shout out to someone cody smith who's a um a canberra person as part of our rainbow communities um, and Cody ran a panel. I remember this because it was the last panel discussion at the last big in-person queer conference we had before COVID and lockdown last year. Um, better together in Melbourne at Williamstown Town Hall, and you know Cody bravely chaired/slash facilitated a panel/slash forum on labels, terminology, definitions. Now, um, talk about medals for bravery, I think you deserve one there, Cody, because that's a big topic, but I handled it really well. And the one point that was said that if a label gives something to someone, um, then isn't that the main thing? And, you know, there's room for lots of labels. Abundance theory is my words. Um, one of my uh, friends and colleagues in Rainbow Communities, Mel and Rose, puts this really well and did so once on this show. Um, you can put, try to force a cat into a box and it won't go, but if you put out 17 boxes, the cat will just find the box that works for it and fall. And the cat will fall fast asleep. And we love cat analogies. Hell, um, crazy cat lady here who misses my putty cat who left us in the middle of last year. Seriously, I think um, that's a really good point on labels. But let's, if everyone's entitled to have their own label and there are people who legitimately use the word which some people will find offensive and some people and um, tranny. Now, if that's what the person uses, they have a right to use it, but don't ever use it. Otherwise, um, it's best is the best rule um, because it is not considered appropriate, but except if that person uses it. So we talked about that. This seems to be, though, a bit of a misapprehension. I don't know where this has come from, because I don't know anyone who's said it, that because we've got some of the law reforms on the books, such as anti-discrimination law and birth certificate reforms in Victoria, and Victoria is part of five out of Australia's eight states and territories, that it's largely all over. Well, I don't know if anyone said that for the trans and gender diverse community. Let me just put it on um, the proverbial record, because I know I haven't. Um, and never would um, say that because, um, you know, sort of, um, we know we've got a long way to go. We know there's plenty of social indicators of mental health, of unemployment and underemployment, trauma, all these things. And so hopefully a panel like this in communication helps clear it up. Um, You know, so, um, um, yeah, there is the... Where we need to be on all of these things—that you know, communication. There were lots of other things discussed about how the value that intergenerational learning brings. I say this a lot. I'll say it again: that to see younger trans people out, and we heard from a young trans person, and that there is—I heard in the last few days of a trans person. Um, beginning their affirmation at less than five years old, which I'm, which is just wonderful. I, that was unimaginable for someone like me 15 years ago. I want to say me. I'd met three out trans and gender diverse people under 25, so we'll say 20 to 25 bracket. Of course, if people are able to get on and be themselves earlier, there's less stress and you know, psychological damage with which to deal later on. So um, really, really important that we have those sorts of conversations the other conversation that i've had is now about the eighth year at least maybe ninth including last year um where i go to melbourne uni and have a chat to anthropology students every year along with other people including the awesome navosa's in um amanda marks and unfortunately laura wasn't able to make it on um, this year because that's another perspective again and um the um Situation there is that you know there is progress yes it's happening but when we have people who have the views that we're hearing a lot of the time in as an educator we are still somewhat at say 101 or maybe 102 and a half or something and that's fair enough every level of knowledge is valid but the questions from this group were just like outstanding they were at you know sort of 505 or something or 7 or 707 that sounds like a jetliner or something um, could be a Steve Miller song in that Seriously, um, there is that sense of hope And that's where, you know, it's wonderful to see that No, it's not all over Yes, we'll have to keep striving And we've learnt one thing in the last um, few years It's that we can, just cannot ever be complacent ever again um, You know, when we've seen things in Australia Such as the Howard era and Trump in America So it was really good um, to sort of... Um, be out and about but as long as we are put just in you know taking the proverbial steps forward there's some people say well well, isn't it one step forward two steps backward well if we don't take the steps forward it's three steps backwards or something like that um you can call that good accounting if you want i will leave that one there so there are good things happening out there as well one thing that i was doing a lot of during the week um last week i played a track from george michael's album songs of the 20th century and as sometimes I do, um, I keep the album in, you know, take it with me, keep it in the car. And um, um, I sometimes when you buy an album, you play a few tracks, you forget the others. Well, I was driving at Utenaboot this week and picked up this track and it's just stuck with me. What This is just beautiful, um, George Michael's version of a song that was originally recorded by U2 and Luciano Pavarotti, Passengers, a.k.a. Miss Sarajevo, um, sit back and chill, and maybe even have the the handkerchief and, t- and tissues on hand for this one because it's just amazing. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR dot org dot au, and three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally.
0: Keeping your head down For getting home with your day Is there a time for cold lipstick? A time for cutting hair? Is there a time for high street shopping? To find the right dress to
1: 3CR, light and easy, oh yeah. Out of the Pan on 3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting, noon till one, Sunday Australian, Eastern Standard Time. George Michael from the album Songs of the 20th Century and Miss Sarajevo, um, originally recorded by you 2 and Pavarotti as Passengers, Miss Sarajevo. Well, Miss Ms or Mrs, um, tomorrow, the 26th of April, is Lesbian Day of Visibility. And um, in the vacant space between my ears, this fleeted in and out. And then I was reminded of it again because there's um, been some nice chalking on the streets of Ballarat. Um, Lesbian Day of Visibility 26 for Respect Her. What? Pretty awesome, that um my best um, sort of um, Richie Benvois pretty awesome chalking that um, marvelous effort um 264 264 or something like that but seriously um lesbian day of visibility um I think this is a day that um along with international lesbian day in October doesn't get enough um sort of conversation and you know um and lesbians are um, a vital part of our community um, just as much as um, um, any other part. Now, in the trans community, there can be a bit of a tendency to, to think of lesbians in the context of the dreaded um, radical feminist type of so-called lesbians, and, of course, that's um, not helpful. um, um because, of course, there are a range of lesbians, the same of people or people of all groups, and I've had lots of support from lesbians as part of support from cis women in my all my life journeys to be perfectly honest, and that's been really important to me so um you know, I think that um, we do need to do more to honor our lesbian community. I'm hoping to have someone a someone who part of that community on in the next couple of weeks like this time last year when we were in lockdown and had someone who I hugely admire Karen Field um who was talking as herself but last year was on in the capacity um or sorry I should say um, last year was on in her capacity as an individual but of course is CEO of Drummond Street Services and Queer Space, and so you know we need that visibility and um you know, for all of us and we still do yes it is fair to say that oh, if we're just doing one dimensional for a second gays and lesbians have perhaps in Australia progressed further than um, you know sort of um, um, groups like bi trans and gender diverse intersex and others no question but we still need visibility for all of us Um really really important Discussed discuss that on the show last week So, um, yeah, a happy um, Lesbian Day of Visibility tomorrow to lesbians and allies. And um, may you have the visibility that you want. Um, So, really important. Um, Let's have... um, um, So, tomorrow is the day, in the words of Margaret Ehrlich, to quote a track from her album, Safety Numbers, is the day, if we're talking numbers, where you are number one and you can... Dance All Night. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
3: Merhaba. Bugün nasılsınız? A Turkish eco-feminist approach to dismantle the toxic misconception of The Good Immigrant. Intrigued? Well, so are we. The Good Immigrant is broadcasted in Turkish every Thursday between 6:30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Tell your friends and family because you have a date with and Ozgu 8.55am Thursdays 6.30pm to 7pm See you all then!
2: Every year on May Day, 3CR joins communities from around the globe to celebrate the achievements of the labour movement and to show solidarity with the struggle for workplace rights and, of course, fair working conditions for everyone.
0: Why is it important to celebrate May Day? Well, because we celebrate and enjoy understanding the history, the present-day fight and the future battles, because we haven't won yet.
2: So, tune in from 7am on Saturday the 1st of May. It's more important than ever to celebrate May Day. We'll be fighting for a long time, so come and join us. And happy May Day from 3CR.
1: 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally, nearing the end of this episode of Out of the Pan, which broadcasts noon till one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. And prior to the messages, we heard from Margaret Ehrlich and... um, Number one, when we remember when we danced all night. So yes, once again, to those wanting to dance for International Lesbian Visibility Day tomorrow, lesbian or ally, um, dance your little rainbow socks off or something like that. Um, at one o'clock on Sundays on TCR's Freedom of Species and having a chat to the Freedom of Species crew, and I forgot to thank the crew from Out of the Blue who dive deep for Marine News from 11.30 till noon every Sunday on the show. Um, they've got a really cool interview lined up and ready to rock with Ash Nayate, who's a clinical neuropsychologist who looks at self-care for activists, particularly vegan slash vegetarian. But of course, we know that activist burnout, um, speaking from experience, can happen for people in all forms, whether it's environment, vegan, queer, um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, disability, and you've got to look after yourself. So she'll have some self-care tips. So keep your devices um, of any sort, Um, transistor radios, if they're still working through to your Um, digital tran and all points in between and beyond and podcasting devices locked on to Freedom of Species once this show ends soon. But yes, May Day coming up next Saturday. No, it's not, to quote Airplane Slash Flying High. Um, It's a parade and there's lots of big things happening. Thanks, Johnny. No, not quite. Um, As a very important day. And so that's next Saturday is 3CR's special broadcast. Always good to have those. And on Sunday, May the 2nd, um, well, you can be on your way um, to assemble at 1.30 outside Trades Hall, and you can listen to Out of the Pan next week, um, and assemble for Outside Trades Hall um, to come and support May Day activities. Um, Other events that are on prior, um, on previous days, um, you can join a wreath laying at the 8-Hour Monument, um, Victoria Street, opposite Trades Hall on this Thursday, April twenty-ninth at five pm, and then in Trades Hall, an international solidarity event um at six pm. Bring banners, placards, friends and family. Um, so really important. Um, and that message um, distributed around this station from um, May Day Committee Secretary Len Cooper. Len Coop, L E N C D O P at double net.net.au for more information. Um, And we really need to um, support all sorts of things um, there. Um, Lots of queer events coming on. The Shed is happening um, today. Um, Also events gradually coming back online soon, which will be good. I'm hoping to get, um, I should add that um, the buy Discussion Group will be on Zoom again this Tuesday night, the 27th. look for the links and register uh, Register via Eventbrite via Buy Alliance's Facebook page, and um, you'll get a link. Um, and I could get a bit of rhyming saying, you'll get a kernel clink. Um, oh, goodness me, governess. Anyway, um, yeah, join in on that. And we're hoping to start having every um, two events each month, once um, face-to-face and one Zoom. Who knows, we might do a non-binary event down the track. Um, other events coming up... Um, the shed is on for trans men, check transshedboys.com, PolySocial dot com, poly social, um and of course um what get your dose of queer TV this Friday nights on thirty one forty four which is rolling along. So there is um things coming back after last year which is so needed. Um so yeah, it's been a busy show today. If you've got thoughts from you um if you're listening via podcast repeat or um you know sort of on demand during the week, pop them through to me those means of communication uh, once again out of the pan eight five five at gmail s m s on um six one four five six seven five one two one five tweet at sal gold said so or pop under the posts on Facebook on my page, Sally goldner or out of the pan three c r eight five five a m Melbourne and I'd better get out of here and make way for freedom of species and the guest Ash and take it out today with Midnight Oil. We'll do sort of reclaim Anzac Day in a way with the track from the Macaratta, um Project album of last year, Come On Down. What a great way to do it. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week.
5: We, gathered at the 2017 National Constitutional Convention, coming from all points of the southern sky, make this statement from the heart.
4: Our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander tribes were the first sovereign nations of the Australian continent and its adjacent islands, and possessed it under our own laws and customs. This our ancestors did. According to the reckoning of our culture, from the creation. According to the common law, from time immemorial. And according to science, more than 60,000 years ago.
3: This sovereignty is a spiritual notion. The ancestral tie between the land, or Mother Nature, and the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who were born therefrom remain attached thereto, and must one day return thither to be united with our ancestors. This link is the basis of the ownership of the soil, or better, of sovereignty. It has never been ceded or extinguished, and coexists with the sovereignty of the Crown.
5: How could it be otherwise? The peoples possessed a land for 60 millennia and this sacred link disappears from world history in merely the last 200 years. With substantive constitutional change and structural reform, we believe this ancient sovereignty can shine through as a fuller expression of Australia's nationhood.
2: Proportionately, we are the most incarcerated people on the planet. We are not an innately criminal people, Our children are alienated from their families at unprecedented rates. This cannot be because we have no love for them. And our youth languish in detention in obscene numbers. They should be our hope for our future. These
4: dimensions of our crisis tell plainly the structural nature of our problem. This is the torment of our powerlessness. We seek constitutional reforms to empower our people and take a rightful place in our own country. When we have power over our destiny, our children will flourish. They will walk in two worlds and their culture will be a gift to their country.
5: We call for the establishment of a First Nations voice enshrined in the Constitution. Makarrata is the culmination of our agenda, the coming together after a struggle. It captures our aspirations for a fair and truthful relationship with the people of Australia, and a better future for our children based on justice and
3: self-determination. We seek a Makarrata Commission to supervise a process of agreement making between governments and First Nations ...and truth-telling about our history. In
2: 1967, we were counted.
5: In 2017, we seek to be heard.
2: We leave base camp and start our trek across this vast country. We invite you to walk with us in a movement of the Australian people for a better future.
0: is enormous Alienation breeds Loneliness so sad We need company To get off those little screens And find out what it all means Gather round the campfire The campfire of humankind The stomping ground come on down. Faces are glowing, strange music plays, smoke as distortion. In a magical way, time passes freely. We're all passing through a night run the campfire. It's gonna do it for you. So come on down, come on down to the stomping ground.